Hey man, today's been a good day. It's been a beautiful it's day. Beautiful outside. Sun beaming. Man, got some coffee, relaxed it, some work. Melanin it's just been a blast. Absorbing the rays, bro. A wonderful Nina day. Wonderful Nina day. <laughs> Smoked, frolicked in the sunlight, you know. Out here just shining. Shining. Living in that black boy joy, as they say on the Twitters. Gotta take a picture with a sunflower in your beard, bro. Hey, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not black I've done boy it, joy. Man. Unless you get a sunflower in your beard. No flower makes you feel better than a sunflower. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Nina Talks, your favorite blurred podcast. You know how it goes. We talk about everything, music, anime, just whatever crosses our mind. Yep. Um, we're your hosts, Akita and Darius. We're here at Nina Productions in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, it's been a great week. Yeah, man, it's been a it's been a wonderful week, man. There's been a lot of ups, a lot of blessings. A lot. We of got blessings. some new hoodies. Shout out zero fatigues. Zero fatigues. <laughs> yup. They comfortable satin lines. Dressed, draped in satin, bruh. I think we, my shit grew an inch once I put it on, bruh. Ooh, talk about that growth. No breakage. <laughs> no breakage. Bro. Also, we found out via surprise that uh my hero is back. They gave us a surprise drop, man. Yeah. Talk about the times. <laughs> I, I wasn't even clocking it. And <laughs> You know, I received word from my, my shorty that uh my hero back. My our hero. Maria. She's our hero. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, this is a great episode to also, like, I feel like for new people to come in. Yeah, it's just a recap. I mean, nothing really happened. Yeah, and it, it, it so. covers a lot of the first two seasons. Yeah, like, so you get the stain arc, you know, you get the... Shit with the uh, UAV sports games and yeah. all that shit. Yeah, man. My Hero is a great anime, and it's one, one that, of my favorites. It's one, it's one that I'm really hoping like really stands the test of time and builds like I think a will. powerful plot, you know? I think it will. I hope There's so. so much their there. momentum is up there. The momentum is there. I mean, like, <laughs> you have all of Midoriya's growth to see. Like, he's only yeah. at 5% of his potential yeah. growth. Like, yeah. And if they're really playing the long game, they could get That's hella real. And they've, they've done know. a good job of kind of like balancing the character development out right and so they even even the side characters they show you like okay they these, give them depth and growth these kids they have weird quirky quirks <laughs> but they can use them <laughs> like that that yeah. whole training um that whole um interest exam right was well, cool even the little nigga that pulled the, the balls, balls out of his yeah, head yeah, right he did some shit ball. yeah because i like how they highlight the fact that like no, it's not about just, like, pure combat. It's yeah. about your ability to you save people. You're a hero. Yeah. You know, like, you're not just trying to be ass. Like, can you yeah. pull people out of fire? Someone drowning. Like, they did a Destroying good job. Destroying a building don't turn you to a hero. Right. They did a good job with, like, the frog girl. How, like... And she's reflexing. She's low-key hella powerful, bruh. She hella cold, a bruh. Great hero. On her little entry exam, she was carrying the team, a bruh. great hero, man. She's cold, bruh. That's my little homie, bruh. She be slinging herself around with her tongue and shit. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Out yeah, <laughs> here. Bro. Just tongue slinging. <laughs> <laughs> 
But nah, I think, so a question I just came up with, do you think that in the scope of My Hero, we'll get to a point where Midoriya can use 100% of his power? Or do you think they'll do a thing where like, he gets to maybe, you know, like 50, 60, and even yeah, that yeah. is pretty devastating. Yeah. So like, like that's he covers all he the main plot before he reaches his full potential. Right. That's an interesting question, man, because for him to reach his full potential, would have, they'd have to introduce villains that can match that, you know? Yeah. And so I think that they're they're opening up and they're setting the landscape up for villains that we haven't seen to start joining. Yeah, because remember, we still have to do for the, we still have to fight the all for one guy. Like, that's yeah. the main villain. He's the we, main villain, yeah. We haven't really got to see much of him. And the League of Villains has also been recruiting villains that we haven't really right. seen. Right, we haven't seen any we of We saw the first three people that Yeah, they showed, in. like, the new three dudes. So, so like the kind of lieutenants or commanders they've, or whatever. They've done a great job of, like, introducing, like, Okay, we've, we've, we've made open road space for us to build on this. And so Midoriya might hit 100%. That's going to be my answer. Yeah. I think that he will, you know, because we know, for people that have seen the first two seasons, we know All Might, or we feel that All Might's probably going to nah, die. Nah, he's gone so. this season, bro. Yeah, like, like, we feel like... I haven't oh. read the manga, but that nigga's going to die, bro. He's coughing up blood Blood Uber coughing minutes, up blood bro. since we met him, bro. He's been smiling too much. He's been so. smiling. He couldn't remember that on one of the last episodes. He told you that, like, he, he, he basically said it. He was like, I'm not going to be around, bro. Like, yeah. So I think, I think following a typical shonen fashion and the way they've done the character development, I don't, I don't think Midori is going to hit 100, but I think they're going to do a kind of thing where, like, you know, mm -hmm. with his friends by his side yeah. and, you know, whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop, -whoop -de -whoop, he they can take down a League of overcome all, all yeah. evil tech Because shit, they also though, need to, I think they want to keep Shoto and Bakugo. So Bakugo um, and Shoto, they have a lot of, like, quirk potential, like, yeah. Shoto has the potential to be like number two if we're talking about just inherited traits. I think Bakugo gonna, gonna become a villain. Yeah, you think so? You think he's, yeah. gonna, go, he's gonna be the Sasuke of the group? He's gonna be the Sasuke. Yeah. There has to be one. He's chasing bro. power too directly. He's, chasing, he's just like his, his idea of what it means to be a hero is, is yeah. one that is so easily tainted, it seems, because it's so rooted on like being the strongest. Yeah. Right? Like, that would be, that, it would be a shonen anime. I think it'd be interesting if he stayed a hero. Like a dark hero. Was, like a, yeah, like a vigilante type, yeah. you know, like. Anti hero kind of. Like, like, fuck y'all, but like, I'm gonna fight with y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna blow up a building in the process. Yeah, I don't I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with Bakugo. I like what they did with Todoroki, the half fire, half ice dude. Oh shit. Who has said Shoto before, huh? No, I mean his first name, last name. Oh for sure. I, mean, okay. I don't know. <laughs> it confuses me because I'm not... you know, Japanese said a last name, they family name first. Yeah. And then sometimes and they call him by either, yeah. you know, in the show. So sometimes I begin mixed up. That's real. Which one is his first name? I think Shoto is his first name. Okay. That's real. Name, but you know, whatever. They know who we talk about. They know exactly <laughs> the half fire, half ice nigga. His character development was really A1 because at first he is just kinda like standoffish and stoic. And then they kinda go to show you like Nah, he has like a lot of backstory. A lot of backstory, a lot of identity issues, and I thought that message of like yeah. embracing the entirety of yourself, yeah, was like really powerful. Him being like, "You think you're so cool, fighting with only the ice or whatever," and that's dope. But like, but like stop bullshitting. You only using half your strength, and that's weakest. And like, what kind? Of, he's also being like, "Okay, if this is you, like, what are you doing? What are you proving? Like, if you're really trying, who's winning this here?" Thing, 
give your everything right like, even the parts of you that you don't really like like learn how to make like embrace your flaws bro that's just you know anime just have so many life it's lessons, that shit that bro. make you unique man <laughs> i think you know the best people are the ones and they that all... watch anime honestly <laughs> at least Same. the most introspective people yeah <laughs> get that you get that good character development you, how does this episode apply how to my, my life? character develop <laughs> how does my character develop in the grand soundtrack to my life. life you feel me <laughs> What would they say about that nigga? <laughs> what would they say about what, what would they say when the credits roll? He kept lying about his uh, weaknesses, man. He wasn't real to himself. He never, he never overcame that. <laughs> that's 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 really like almost like so many, you know, uh, you know, animes, kung fu flicks. There's always that idea of like conquering yourself, like beating the darkness within. That's like, Naruto, man. That's yeah, conquering that's not, the Kirby, that's, that soul eater, like yeah, like you gotta soul being able to take yeah. over that. It's like you gotta address the darkness, bruh. And yeah. that's one of the big things with like, I think that often separates kind of more like quote unquote like American uh, comic books and that kind of thing from like a lot of the manga and anime and that kind of thing is that American animes, to, can, I mean, American cartoons and stuff can be so happy day, yeah. always save the day, you know. Like I would say, I would make a case that Goku is the most uh, American and, anime like, protagonist because he never deals yeah. with any internal flaws. That's real. Whereas like, <laughs> you have, you know, you have like your, you know, your characters that are, you know, refined versions of Goku, right? Like your Naruto, yeah, your fighters, but like they're bad. They have internal struggles. They have Goku. internal struggles and flaws. Goku yeah. ain't got no flaws. Shit, born as fuck. It's that human factor, man. You know who's arguably one of the worst anime characters? Let me take a hard tangent. One of the worst anime characters, not that hard, but one of the worst anime characters is Ash from Pokemon. <laughs> Ash, because he's he's eternally stuck in a time chamber. Eternally, never, in yeah. a time chamber where he's garbage. Where <laughs> it's he's not a time trash. chamber where he go, bro. Ash ain't got no championship rings, bro. How long Pokemon been running? Pikachu always been cute, bro. Pikachu always cute. If he had only let that nigga turn to a Raichu, bro. I don't know how Pikachu ain't defected and left this nigga, bro. <laughs> your whole point as a trainer is to bring out your Pokemon's Charizard full potential, like, bro. <laughs> Charizard got the fuck up out of there and found a real nigga, got strong and was like, alright, I'll pity you. And Ash, like, you know, but also the thing I appreciate about Pokemon though is like, Pokemon was one of those like games. Pokemon was one of they those. They had the games like, on lock. They had the games on lock. On lock. <laughs> Pokemon is like arguably one of the greatest video games like ever invented. Dog. Make the, the case. The 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 prime like example of how to make and RPG games have never been immensely popular. Yeah. But the fact that you can mix pets. Like, in an RPG? <laughs> fighting in an RPG and get like everybody, niggas like fighting. People like cute animals. Like. Yeah, Pokemon don't even feel like an RPG a lot of times. Nah, like, you play bro. it and it doesn't feel like it, but it it's is. It's a core like, RPG. Especially bro. these newer ones where you can, there's like all kinds, you can do all kinds of shit other than yep. just, you know, be the very fucking best. Like, Once can, the DS learned how to wirelessly connect. Yeah, bro. they did the internet. You can breed them, you yeah. can be a breeder, and you have, they have the fashion Contest shows. Like, that's show. a whole different, like, you know, I thought that was kind of cool for, like, I don't know, like, Gender politics, it's like you don't gotta fight or whatever. You can, you know, <laughs> whatever you, can you want. They're your, pets. your Pokemon. It's like a Neo yeah, pet, like the DS. Non, I like the non-violent stance. You feel me? That's Shout out Pokemon Company. Hey, bro. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. After uh, Diamond and Pearl, man, my DS got stole when I was in middle school. Yeah, I mean that's right around where I hopped off. My I mean, mom told me to like not take it on the bus. I had Mario Kart with the Wi-Fi on that bitch. 
And, and what happened? The next day, Dia looked at my backpack. Why would my Dia say? And she was like, you ain't getting brain. nothing else. Yup. And so, the SP, you know? man. I got two of them. But bro. you grown now. Go buy yourself an SP. And I have one. I mean, a DS. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Go buy yourself a DS. We gonna go link battle, bro. And yeah, bro. And you can post on Facebook. And I'm sure whoever robs you gonna see him like, damn, that nigga Darius gonna go for himself. Hey. Bro. He bought himself a DS. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna go for himself. He, run for he himself. finally got himself another one. I had to steal his shit, damn. My DS was nice as shit, bro. That was, that, that was when they first had them thin ones, bro. Mm, Shout out. The DS light. Bro, I was light. the king of the Mario Kart track thing. They're just too, moving bro. a little faster than everybody else. You ain't had an extra ounce on them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Pokemon, man. The Pokemon movies, like, that shit was a great That's franchise. the first movie I ever cried to. <laughs> that was the first movie? Yeah. I think so. That's definitely the Dog, if you don't cry when Ash get turned to stone, and when them two Pikachus is slapping each other, I'm convinced you're not a human being. Like, you gotta be some kind of fucking martial. the first movie that I cried on. You probably, I, I can imagine you being the type that is supposed to cry during a movie. I don't cry a lot. I cry you probably during, get when you start I definitely that. cried during Finding Dory, man. That was it. Yo, Finding Dory, when they had all them lights, bro. <laughs> they had to shed a couple thug tears, no, bro. That, that was, was like, emotional, man. man. <laughs> that really put the lights up and she fell away, bro. That's love, bro. I had to really decompress on the walk back. <laughs> I was like, it's cool, man. You know, we all got feelings. And my emotions, they just swelled up a bit. It happens, bro. You have to do some no. more masculine shit after. Go chop some wood or some shit. fish too cute to be going through that shit, man. <laughs> they shouldn't have to go through the American struggles, bro. Yeah, <laughs> families getting separated and shit. They deserve these problems, bro. That's a problem for the everyday black family. Like. <laughs> this episode will be called Finding Morgan. Glory in the American Race Struggle. <laughs> Y'all hear our cries. <laughs> help us. <laughs> Screaming for help. <laughs> nah, but back to Pokemon, though. I cut off, like, right after Pearl, just because the Pokemon got too crazy. And the art style like, got real shitty, too. The Bidoof, that's when it was over for me. Yeah, I was like, what bro, the fuck is this Beavis? You mean to tell me? And I see them every time I walk in some grass. Like, y'all put the ugliest shit and made it the most common? Bro, them shit was 2D, bro. Bro. <laughs> I was like, how y'all go from 3D sprites to 2D again? Yeah. <laughs> I also hated that they had, like, 30 HMs, bro. Oh, yeah. It was like, straight, sir. Because they, they really rock, were, like, like bringing like, in that, like, new terrain were, and shit. They were trying to explore how open world can we make Pokemon. Yeah. And like, to do that, you need a lot of stuff to interact with the world. Yeah. And so, like, let's integrate different Pokemon and give them different, like... But I think what they did in one of the later ones, what they made, and this may be completely wrong, but I think they, like, made certain Pokemon, like, innately have certain HMs. Yeah. Like if you had like know, a fucking Lapras, it could just surf off reef. Yeah. Like you could teach the nigga how to swim. That's kind of smart because that <laughs> concept of the HMs like didn't... Yeah, it was it like, fit the linear like storyline. Like we don't yeah, want you to like, just know how to be swim. Be able to get <laughs> everywhere. But you know, that was a cool thing about like the very first Pokemon they, game. Like, the they made first... the world like very small. Yeah, but very open. You that... had to take it through a certain route. No, not for the first one. The first yeah. one, you can you play can the first like five or so badges. You're talking about like the yellow, red, yellow, red, blue shit. Those first ones? Yeah. I mean, you would get swamped, mind you, because... Oh, but you could just, like, you, surf down in the waters anytime you wanted. Yeah. Once you got the HM. Well, even before surf, like, right? Like, those first, like, four or five badges, when you were still just, like, walking, because yeah. you didn't even have, like, fly or any of that shit yet, but at that yeah. point, you can, you you had access, like, once you had cut, you could get to any of the, like, first That's kinda dope. four or five cities. Like, you would get whooped, obviously, because You're the levels to be there. were always different, but, like, you could get there, which was... So they started making it, because, like, I really hopped on the Pokemon at, like, 
crystal. Yeah, so on that second generation, they barred it really hard. Yeah. They were like, you cannot get here yep. unless you have this move. Like, I think they even went so far as like putting like you know certain characters in your way. I mean, yeah, no, they the had they one. had people like stop you from yeah, going places. Like, like certain, you need to get this ticket. Right, or can't get this ticket to, until you get a certain. Match. Right, exactly. So they did that, and that was a good way for them to be like, all right, yeah, that first one was cool, but now we're gonna guide you a little stronger. My favorite interest in like. The way they controlled the game by even making it so, like, Pokemon didn't listen to you if you were, like... Yeah, didn't bro. Have a, so you couldn't just, like, hard Trade train one and down sweep. and wipe. Yeah. I, <laughs> Can I try that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, a hardcore gamer, bro. I, I got like, two Game Boys. I done beat the shit out of one of these. Mm, I'm about to drop this Blastoise in at level 90 <laughs> and run this shit. That nigga slept the whole time. Didn't he, he didn't die, bro. He didn't die for shit, but he didn't listen to you. Yeah. But, I mean, you could just wait till you, get, you got lucky. Cause you know, right, you use up all the, what you gotta do is use up all the uh, use up all the moves to let them use struggle. <laughs> Hit him with that struggle. That's a one KO, bro. Just keep some potions on you, bro. Have your level hundred Gyarados struggle against the first struggle. <laughs> Y'all don't know the tricks, bro. Y'all ain't real. We made this episode purely for everybody on Twitter. Yeah, we put shit. that post on Twitter, and, and niggas had a lot of talk. But um, you know, pull up. You know, we got all kinds in the of... Pokemon sense, in the Pokemon sense. In the Pokemon sense, we like don't... Sense. It's not hit. serious. Nah, nah. But pull up with your Game Boy. And we got the link cables. Pull up with your Game Boy, you will leave here sad. Pull up with your Yu-Gi-Oh cards, you will leave here sadder. Set on the podcast so you know it's real. Except for, like, unless you, like, professionally do Yu-Gi-Oh. Because, like, yeah, we stopped after, like... <laughs> yeah. No, no, we cold. No, no cap. No, no cap, cap. No cap. No cap. <laughs> right, we come to smoke. <laughs> don't even, don't, we'll pull, don't pull no punches, Darius. Don't, don't, pull. don't double take You gotta commit. Words. Yeah, commit. If you want it, come get it. We want all the smoke, bro. We want it. I gotta shout out, after talking shit, I gotta shout out my nigga Rain, because he did. he's the only person so far who managed to pull up to Nina and work both of us. So shout out my nigga Rain. Moment of silence. Moment of silence for the L's we took. <laughs> Alright. <And laughs> yes. So, as we reminisce on our L's, we're going to go take a little smoke break. Bad <laughs> y'all. And come right back with some more Nina Talks. In the event of something happening to me, there is something I would like you all to see. guys what up what up all right man we back from this break and i i really want to we had such a good day i really want to talk about this meeting that we had yeah, bro. 
Um, so in this cool turn of events, we found out that one of our neighbors is actually um, twin brothers that own a fashion line. And yeah. Vegan cheese. A luxury. Luxury. Fashion line. Fashion line. That's real. Yeah. Black owned luxury black fashion owned, line. Like, they be out in like, Italy in fashion shows. Yes. You know, selling they, <laughs> selling they stuff. Not they to ever all wear their own clothes that they make. They don't buy clothes from nobody. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, I I, I was talking to him one day, and I just wanted to get coffee, man, because I love, like, um, meeting up with people yeah. who are just doing things that you kind of think are cool and want to do. Yeah. Why not learn a bit? And so, there are the Bespoke Twins on yeah. Instagram. At um, Bespoke Couture. Couture. Um, so, B-E-S-P-O-K-E. Don't everyone know how to spell. That's real. <laughs> that's real. I'm going to stop you. <laughs> and then... Couture, C-O-U-T-U-R-E, I believe. I think yeah. I spelled that wrong. As I, I hope you didn't. Shit, but anyways, find them on Instagram. And, I mean, you can just see the work and the fashion and the, the pieces that they make. It's crazy. Um, so, anyways, we went up to um, Northwestern Coffee. Um, also black-owned. Also black-owned in Central West Inn um, on Laclede. And we just sat down to rap, enjoyed the weather. And it was really a great... Um, conversation. Just dope ass combo. I mean, they have a lot of business experience and just real general. life advice. Yeah, like they just have a cool. <laughs> and it was just and it was just a really cool experience to kind of uh, get a chance to interact with two um, black just two older black entrepreneurs, two men from the city. Who, like, like they've been here their whole life. They've been here, and they, but they've also been elsewhere. Yeah, like, I mean, they've been all over the world, shit. man. Like they have just talking about the the different lessons that they've learned from working in St. Louis and opening up their storefronts and their decisions to do and not do things and to move in different places yeah. nationally um, and how to really like support but still grow your business. Right, and just the importance of knowing like at the end of the day, this shit is for you and yeah. nobody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so like it, it, it was really cool to, to be in a position where we were able to find two you know, whether our relationship becomes mentors or not, two people that we can just like... Um, tap for knowledge. Tap for knowledge. And just help guide us along, you know. Cut the, kind of cut the pride in this country, like, shit is crazy. Just pursuing things and trying to learn. So we thought we thought it would be a cool topic to just kind of, just kind of talk about how... Networking. And pursuing that knowledge and pursuing people who've done things and not necessarily having to do and make your dreams a reality on your own. Yeah. I know we felt like that a lot of times, especially kind of growing up and like America shit kind of feels like you kind of feel like <laughs> you're on your own. You're struggling, bro. And you're growing up and you're seeing people flexing and stuff. And you're like, I don't really know what to do yeah. right now. Yeah, there's a lot of value. Um, I think no matter what you're feeling, whether you're creative purely or you're an entrepreneur, or whatever it is, there's a lot of value in uh, linking up with someone who has a similar vision that you have and has successfully executed that vision. And then yeah. saying, all right, bet, how, like, help me. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you do all this dope shit that you're doing? And I think if you look at, you know, every, you know, great icon or whatever that's out right now, whether it's like, you know, someone doing a business shit like, you know, Elon Musk or whoever, or someone, you know, producer, like think of Kanye, like no ID was Kanye's mentor slash like yeah. manager. And that's someone who was already doing the shit. You gotta have a master. To, to become a master, you have to learn from, from a, a master. From a master, bro. Watch any Kung Fu movie <laughs> or anime, bro. Them niggas always get a bomb ass sensei. Yep. 
who was kind of like however long and short, man. We talking Master Splinter here, bro. Like he taught the teenage mutant ninja turtles some morality, bro. some life lessons, everything, bro. bro. <laughs> Them niggas would just be regular turtles without that nigga, bro. Shit, bro. Some just immature teenagers, some bro. <laughs> 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 Good thing the ninjas some was kind of mature, bro. Mutant ninja turtles, bro. <laughs> They'd have been struggling. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean that experience for me really just showed the power of. You know, networking, finding a mentor, and just yeah. you know, forming those those genuine interactions, having those people, pure kind of relationships. Like, like I'm not asking you for nothing is, yeah. other than to talk to Observe. me about your life and like, <laughs> how you did the things you did. You ain't gotta give me shit, yeah. except for your time. And even that's a pretty big ask, you know. So you know, I think people should continue seeking that. Yeah. Don't don't feel some type of way about asking somebody who's doing something to go get coffee. Yeah, there's no or shame. Or to go sit down somewhere and talk because you'd be surprised how many people just yeah. kind of want to do that. People, yeah, there's a lot of people out here that just want to help people. I really appreciate know? a lot of the um, big names and like the big actors like Will Smith or yeah. big names in hip hop. Like I listened to this, this Rap Radar podcast with Bun B and he was kind of just talking about um, how they're really trying to take this stand to really vocalize and give advice back yeah. to our generation. Like, all right, we done done all this shit in this rap industry. Like, here's what we know. Here's how we can help y'all. And just because, like, older people may or may not have, like, similar, like, ideological or yeah. moral, however you look at the world, it make don't mean they don't have experience. Yeah, it doesn't make their experiences invalid. They still been through the same bullshit. <laughs> you probably gonna have to go through it. Like, you may not see eye to eye on everything, and that's just the nature of the game. Someone born... 30 years before you is just gonna see the world differently. But yeah, so, it was dope, man. I appreciated yeah. the coffee. Had me amped up all day. I was stressing. Yeah, I got me a shot lot, so I was feeling bougie. <laughs> bougie, <yeah. laughs> I said, yes, black tea, please. But, uh. Do we wanna also, um, do we wanna finish it up with a Cardi B appreciation? Yeah, so I was gonna say for our album of the week, I think we both kinda agreed before this that we were gonna give Barty. it to, uh, Cardi and Barty. So Invasion of privacy. <laughs> Um, and just to clarify for the rookie Cardi B fans out there, this is not her first project. This no. is project number three. Yeah. This is the hat trick. Yep. Gangsta Bitch Volume One Thanks and Two. Thanks for the wonderful woman in our life. We had been uh, we were around in a long Shout time. Shout out my shorty. <laughs> she in the studio right now. Full disclosure. So, <laughs> you know, I had to do that. Live studio audience. Everybody say hey for the one time. Yeah, everyone just hey say what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got gang here for this episode. But uh, we gonna get to this Cardi appreciation, man. So I'm gonna pull up the track list real quick, just so I can really have, you know, some detailed conversation about it. But you want to start with just some of your initial thoughts while I do that? Yeah. Um. So I've listened to the. <laughs> I mean, we've been listening to the album off and on. I don't know the, the track list in order right now. Um. But be like me. Right. I should pull, pull it up. Track list. <laughs> Let me get him. You start talking, then my G. Peep <laughs> game, G. Um, nah, so for me, the first and foremost thing I'll say is dope about this album is that it's only, what, like 13 tracks? Mmm. Mmm. Beautiful. <laughs> That's true. Beautiful. Like, it's just enough that, like, yes, you can show diversity. She hits all kind of different moods. She still goes back to kind of her home base of, like, I'm Cardi, I'm turned up, we having fun, woohoo, I'm gonna give you some New York bars. But then she gives you, you know, a lot of tracks that have, you know, that diversity, like, um, the single she dropped, Be Careful, like, that wasn't yeah. my favorite song. I'm a, I appreciate I'm it. I'm trying to say that wasn't my favorite. People didn't like her singing. <laughs> her singing, it was, 
I think that song was poorly produced. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah. They left her kind of straggling out there with those vocals. They could have stacked them or something. It's mm. just, that's just my opinion. They I'm not the, you know, I ain't nobody. But, <laughs> even, but even though that was not maybe her strongest performance, in my opinion, I think it was still just, it was just diverse. It was just something different. Yeah. Like, you know, she could have filled that with like, a Bodak Yellow clone, which is what a lot of artists do, is just fill their albums with replicas of their hot singles. Yeah, that's right. Right? She didn't take that approach, which is great. I appreciate just kind of also how personal this yeah. album was. Mainly because, like, that's listen to the album, like, per every lyric, um, I wouldn't necessarily, like, rap and scream that shit. Like, yeah. But that shit bumping. And so it also makes me kind of, like, as I'm listening to that shit, like, okay, I'm not screaming it, but I'm kind of repeating it. Yeah. And, and so, like, even just kind of pushing those limits of being like, this is music that, like, woman rap, like, the, the hip-hop that we listen to, right. where they, like, come and, like, suck my dick and shit. So it's like, <laughs> you know, if girls doing that shit, like, let me try to bump Cardi B like I would bump some nigga shit. Right, you know? exactly. And I think so, that's what I was going to say, too, <laughs> is that, like, in a lot of respects, like, you know, if, like, you know, we two black males, like, this album not for us. It's not. She didn't make this shit for us. <laughs> like, fuck us. She made this for, like, you know... So they kind of critique it from our standards yeah, kind of so doing too much. Like, I, mean, I wouldn't say the critique it is doing too much, but I, I, cause, I mean, I like it. You know what I, do, <laughs> like, I do. But, but it is valid to say that, like you were saying, like, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to bump this, like I'm going to bump some future because yeah. it's not music that at my core I resonate because she's talking about experiences that I didn't grow up with or yeah. like idealize. Like she's talking about, you know, nigga, you going to eat this pussy and I'm going to make this. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, that's, a, that's dope. Like, it's a dope line, but like. That's not. I don't. It doesn't hit me in my core. Yeah. I got a pussy, like. So yeah. you know, but it's still hard. Like it's still hard to see her like take that, like embrace her femininity in that way, though. Like, and one she's thing, really taking that shit. I do appreciate about um, woman artists historically, but Cardi B, since she's the like center of discussion right now. Yeah. Is um, how quickly they're willing to um, get real with their content and also be so she had a, she had an entire verse that was in spanish yeah and so the willingness to kind of pull these different elements in that normally i feel like the everyday hip-hop that i kind of listen to Doesn't it was it. yeah it was like we said earlier it was so much more diverse than um a lot of music yeah and that's and that's just that's just all to her and i think i think even just off rip like to be a female artist you know in today's climate even the climate you know in the 90s or whenever just took more like you just had to be yeah. better like if you look at if you look yeah. at the female rappers that's on right now even though they don't get you know the same shine as half these as a lot of these niggas these girls is cold as fuck like yeah. so like you like you gotta be better like you gotta be there yeah. if you the same shit you know that like our parents told us like you know, if you want to, you know, get half what they got, you got to be twice as good. If you're, yeah. so, if you're a woman, it's like you got to be like four times as good. So like, yeah. like any of these women rappers can rap circles around a little pump, a little whoever. <laughs> you know, they, but they get famous because, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a male-run genre. Yeah, You know, is. world. But you know, talking about hip-hop is a male-run genre. And, so like, and Cardi also, um, her, her personality... Complements and, her music so well. Her personality complements her music. Her branding is just... Mm. Yeah. If you want to, if you, if you want, if you ever wanted a case study on marketing and branding yeah. and how to flip that into a rap career, even the use of sexuality. Cardi, Cardi's had, always very intentional use of sexuality. It's yeah. Never just out there. Like, and it's and it's so like Cardi's very upfront and abrasive is a strong word, but she's always very upfront with 
the sexual decisions that I make on my decisions. So yeah, you can try to continue, I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't give a shit. I and I think, in, I think in the level, like, um, I think, uh, I'm really, be, I'm being careful with my words, but. <laughs> I think I'm trying to get caught up on the podcast, bro. Yeah. To have a field day. So I think Cardi's album, um, did a really good job of using and embodying um, sex from a female perspective that didn't feel too unnatural, like too dominant, too uh, submissive, but really felt like this is this is me, like this on my bullshit, and I this am. is like a woman talking about sex because I feel like historically on a lot of like listening to a lot of music, I don't know if I'm just personally being more normalized with like uh, just kind of the conversations around sex and shit, but a lot of women. Um, a lot of just artists. artists when they talk about sex, it never really felt natural to me. It all it, it either felt like it felt like I'm presenting sex from the view of a man as a woman. Okay, there you go. I was I wasn't with you. It took me a while. It took me a while. It took you a while to get there. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. Yes, she does present a very for women kind of by women yeah. idea of, of her like it's just a very purely feminist sex thing. Yeah. It, again it's for women it's not for like yeah. if you make the case that like with like Lil Kim and like a lot of you know earlier female rappers that like a lot of their sexuality was presented in a way that it was also it was mainly for men to that men could consume it and feel right? yeah and, and and that also especially in the case of Lil Kim that especially comes from the fact that Biggie was writing some of her raps right so obviously yeah. you got a nigga writing your raps is gonna be that's you know, real. For that, and same to go for Nikki, where she yeah. has a fire writing a lot of her music. So a lot, you know. But I think for Cardi, even though you know the ghost writing allegations are out there and most likely true given the industry, but you could tell that your favorite could, rapper she... got a ghost writer get over it, like. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, they don't make it songs way, in bro. Year, like, bro. Like, don't throw that her way. Every whole pad niggas writing for him, bro. Hush, you know. <laughs> yes, he did. Preachers in the background throwing a timeout. Hope had niggas writing for him. Go Google it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Shout out Cardi for just, yeah, being like purely Go her, peep the album. Know? I'm pretty sure you've heard it, but if you haven't, go peep it. Go peep that. I also do want to talk about, also, is, um, and this is just purely for me. I think my favorite song on that shit is The Last Joan I Do with SZA. Oh, because I yes. love, I love, I love Trap SZA, bro. I love, I love that. I love that vibe for her, bro. Like, and I think yes. they made, um, I was curious, right, to hear how Cardi and SZA would sound on the mm-hmm. record together. Because Cardi had a lot versatile. of... Yeah, bro, she had a lot of great collabs. Yeah. Cardi I mean, SZA, Cardi Chance, man. Yeah, the Cardi, like, what? the Cardi Chance was a little... It, it was cool. It wasn't, it wasn't my favorite of the collabs yeah. on the album. Just because I think Chance is kind of, as far as... His image and aesthetic mm-hmm. has kind of moved himself kind of in a direction that's a little bit different from, like, Cardi B's. Okay. Right? Chance yeah. is kind of like a family man now. He ain't rapping about fucking that- <laughs> you know, popping pussy no more. Like, he probably will yeah. on his next tape, I think, because I think he gonna want to try to get back, get back to all his yeah, yeah shit. But I think it was still a dope song. I'm not saying that away. Yeah. It just wasn't my favorite Cardi collab. But Cardi Sizzle was. Cardi Sizzle was my favorite. I thought that was a cold one. And Cardi Kaylani was a really good, long, yes, good one, too. Like, I agree. That was That was hard. That was hard. And I yeah, agree. even songs like that one, like Ring, where it's like, you know, like, yes, I'm a woman, I have these emotions, I miss you, mm-hmm. but nigga, I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Type shit, like, that was hard, and like, she did that in a way that didn't feel like washed or played, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So, shout out Cardi. You know, Cardi, if you ever, listen, I feel like me and you could do some really 
some really hard tracks, you know, shameless plug. Whoever make his way. <laughs> hey, we can just smoke a joint. I ain't got no like music or nothing, but you know, need the gang. <laughs> need the gang, body gang. You know, let's make some shit happen. But I think that's it's about our time here today. It's a little bit of a short episode. But you know. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Go enjoy the weather. Go enjoy the weather. Get off your social media. Stop being a robot. Hey. Go live. <laughs>